Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. How's that going? Not too bad. Bless you. Oh, thank you. And then Sophie's bummed out because Bobby's awake and she doesn't get to be awake, so she's mad. Oh, yeah. That's all pandemonium is broken. Hey, it's a school night. I know. That's what I told her. I was like, dude, you need to get some rest because if you don't rest, you're going to be cranky tomorrow for school and, you know, but no. Got to get those straight A's. Yeah, man. Well, he, it's S's. What is it? E, S's, and uh, I forget the bad one because we ain't seen one of those yet. No. She's sleeping? Okay. But yeah, so it's all, it's crazy here, man. Crazy. Just crazy. It's madness, I tell you. So we can take as long as we want to tonight because I don't know if I'll remember. <laughs> can you hear him? You can hear him? Yeah. My son says that, but in gibberish. Yeah, Bobby just doesn't want to do anything. Uh, I was telling Mike that he is like a little Walter Matthau. Like he's a lovable curmudgeon. I'm sure I've told you that before too. Like yeah. he's just very grumpy, and but at, but he's got a good heart. What'd you say, Steph? When he's yeah, when he's not sleeping right, he's a terror. So he's like Citizen Kane. Like deep down inside, he's uh, who's a good person. He's, he's a good person. But four days out of the week, he's a terror. <laughs> and he's just the right size. When I pick him up, he kicks me right in the nuts. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's up, Benjamin? So when you and Jenny were talking today on Facebook, were you guys sitting right next to each other? Uh, no. Okay. Was interesting. I'm hearing myself back in your in your machine. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I got a thousand pop up default audio devices. Okay. Okay. I can see your little mute coming on and off on there. I me too. Because he's cursing us. <laughs> These jerks telling me what to do. Fucking censors. I know, man. Just let me be who I want to be. Right, Bobby? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not really hearing you all that well. Yeah, your your gain is a little low. You're really low, brother. This is a test. Got all that fancy setup. Nothing. Let me turn on the right mic. Yeah, there you go, genius. Yeah. No, what it is, it looks like uh, one of my uh, USB ports is loose. Ah. The, the cable is getting old. Mm -hmm. And so my left USB port is a little bit better. That, that's what she said. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to grab my tea. Hang on. I'll be right back. That's what she said. <laughs> so how's father life, Dennis? It's great. <laughs> Loving it. Yeah. <laughs> that 
now that all that uh, weather moving through kept me up last uh-huh. night because my sinuses were preventing me from breathing while I was sleeping. So yep. today was a fun day. I actually know that quite well. <sighs> I think I've this would actually be... actually having like uh, sneezing fits of four or five sneezes in a row. So, I, know, so I saw it. I'll try to avoid that. And it's cool too because your computer is on your lap so every time you sneeze, like an earthquake. <laughs> like you're on the Enterprise, just shake the camera. Ah, ah. And when I get aroused, <laughs> hey, Dennis, why am I seeing the ceiling? Oh yes. Hello, hello, microphone. Yeah. So this may actually uh, be an episode that I have not seen that many times. Better off. <laughs> It, it was weird. I like when we were talking about it on. Uh, the, I went. I always look up. You know what the next episode is when I'm going to try to be on. And it was just this weird thing where I'm reading the synopsis and it's just, huh? Yeah, I thought it was a different episode. Like I, I always knew that this episode was about okay, the Enterprise becomes self-aware or whatever sentient. Uh, but I, I thought the whole Orient Express thing was a different episode. Me too. Um, I guess we can just kind of start, right? You just want to start? Sure. I mean, are we waiting for Manny? Is Manny coming? I don't know. I haven't I don't seen know. him in chat. He said he had something, he was doing something with Riker, so I don't know if that's like a code word for sex or... Yeah, I have something. Wait. He says away away mission with Riker should be home soon. So that's like a secret thing for SEX, right? S S L R Secret League. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, um, or does anybody have the synopsis for the episode up? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay, because it starts, and I it, the funny part is um, the episode starts off with what data is doing Shakespeare. Yeah, of course. Shakespeare in the holodeck. That's a very popular 24th century. Yes. Activity. Shakespeare in the dark. Because it, because at this point, Shakespeare's probably a thousand years old. Uh, close. It'd be about 800 years old. Okay. And I was thinking to myself, as I'm watching this, I looked over at Stephanie because I'd seen this episode like three times because her parents were here and we watched a lot of Star Trek while they were around. I looked over at my wife and I said, Brent Spiner has to be the most annoying human being on the face of the earth. Like by far, like yeah, just, he's, he's got to be insufferable. Like just leagues above anybody you could possibly think of. Like think of the most annoying person, you know, right. And then multiply it by like a million. And that's like half of Brent Spiner. He's just annoying. No, I mean, I respect him as an actor. I mean, I, I started watching him on night court. And so to see him go from uh, Bob on Night Court to uh, to this. But does he ever stop acting? Is my thing. Like, it, does he ever like give it a rest? Like, uh, give it a break? Because I always feel I always feel like he's always seems like he's turned up to eleven. But the thing is, I don't like his eleven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I enjoyed his eleven more, then he would be a little bit more tolerable. But like, it's probably why he doesn't get a lot of work. Oh, I mean, he's in the new um. And the new Independence Day, they brought him back for that. I thought he died in the yeah. first one. I th- his son? I, his, his, maybe it's Data. <laughs> That'd be he, awesome. He's in the cast list, I think. 
I think I saw them anyway. Oh. Well, if it's on IMDb, don't you know take that as gospel. I wouldn't. Maybe he's just there in flashback. That'd be cool. Huh? Because nobody wants to work with him because he's annoying. Yeah, uh, Brent, we're going to film all of your scenes uh, today. Well, where's everyone else? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're going to add you in later. We're going to add you just in. there with all the little ping pong balls all over him. We're just going to do motion capture for you. It's green screen, green screen, green screen. <laughs> You'll be fine. He's not actually in the movie. They just told him that, and so he, he went to a room and, you know. It is lines. Like, Jesus, now we'll leave us alone asking about the sequel. <laughs> He's been asking us about this thing for 20 years. Like, you know what? It's worth the salary we have to pay him just to <laughs> get him off our backs. We just go action and watch him do Shakespeare. <laughs> they actually ran a Kickstarter to pay his salary, and it was <laughs> worth it to the fans not to see him again that they uh, everyone donated. God, he's so annoying. And I don't, I'm not trying to be mean. I think I met him. I did meet him. Yeah. I met him, I met him in Chicago. And uh, he, I met him in Chicago. At, he wasn't uh, in Jersey. He wasn't at Jersey, but I met him in Chicago. And he was nice enough, but like, God damn, he's just, just always on. You, you know, know, he was, he, he was at Jersey on. because I met him at Jersey. Uh, yeah, because uh, Doorknob got him to sign one of the uh, Dork Trek cards. Who's Doorknob? Oh, that's right. Yes, he was in Jersey. Yes, he was. And I remember staying away from him because I thought he was annoying. Well, no, the, here's the thing is you have a penis and he has no interest in you. Okay. Because I saw him ramp up to Mr. Suave. How you doing? Oh, you're a fan of the show. Well, let me talk to you for a moment. So, wait a minute. So, you're saying he's data in the holodeck being a stand up comedian when he's trying to get some swang dang sweet? He's very, he uh, smooths it up a lot. Okay. And then guys would come up and be like, oh, Mr. Data, I really loved you on the show. Yeah, it's a great kid. You know, but yeah, he, he would definitely amp it up for the late. Okay. Yeah, because he's just he's, uh, he's rather smug on Twitter. Yes, he is. <laughs> I don't follow him. Yeah, I think Dork Trek follows him. So I, I don't follow him personally, and that's saying something because I follow everybody. <laughs> I mean, I follow people that aren't even real. Like I follow more fake accounts than any human being. Like like the the joke accounts. So I don't know, man. He's just kind of a douche, and I hate him. <laughs> it's kind of mean. I. I don't hate it. All right, it's a little okay. I took it a little far for the sake of the show. He's no Tim Rusk. Come on. No, well, yeah, Tim Rusk is the worst guy in the face of the earth. How's that soy uh, latte coming? How's that soy latte coming back there? Jeez, calm down there, buddy. Yeah. So, anyways, the first set we'll play this, and then uh... (laughs) yeah, it's like uh, a no one gives a shit about your band, and B, I guarantee that ain't a soy latte because you're a douche. Is Tim Rusk (laughs) in the uh, Axanar movie? The one that's getting sued? Sued, yeah. I, I think he was. Wasn't he in it? Because he's not doing anything else. Renegade, I know. Renegades? I thought he was in the Renegade one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was his. It was the Renegade one. Now, wasn't he? Was he in the one? Was that the one with Chekhov? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Like well, Chekhov's, Chekhov's so not famous, they don't even get him to do me TV commercials. Like, they get, every, they get all of them that are alive to do them and not Chekhov. <laughs> Ain't nobody care. Yeah, I listen to uh, the Never Not Funny podcast. It's Jimmy Pardo, and I guess he's married to Walter Koenig's daughter. Ah. So he mentions this every now and then. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, went out with Chekhov today or <laughs> did whatever. <laughs> wow. Do you know what podcast I listened to that I actually enjoyed was um, 
that uh, it's like Meta Trek. It's like on Trek FM. It's like philosophy in Star Trek. It was surprisingly good. Oh, it was surprisingly good. <laughs> it, was, it was surprisingly good. Well, I mean, like by the nature of it, you wouldn't think, you know, like philosophy, like a philosophy teacher and another guy who's like a writer talking Trek philosophy and like the, the kind of integration of the two, but it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. How do you like it, Ben? I have enjoyed Meta Trek. Um, I knew you'd listen to it. It's no, good. I, I, it's I really good. I listen to most of the Trek FM shows. Um, and, uh, yeah. I, I, I like the... Uh, there's another one that he does <coughs> less often. I can't remember the name of it. I thought it was called uh, Less Often. I was like, oh, that sounds like our podcast. No, I, like... Oh, uh, year hiatus. <laughs> was it uh, Slipstream? I don't know. I, uh, and it's pretty good. Uh, Matterstream? Matterstream, I'm oh, sorry. Slip, yes, Matterstream. Slipknot? Slipknot? I know which shows they have. I just don't listen to them. The only one I listen to occasionally is the ready room i just don't I like have time. i like the ready room yeah i just don't have time like friends get mad at me because i don't listen to their podcast like dude i can't listen to your show when my kids around because you say bad words and like you know my son repeats everything yeah. i finally got a stereo in my car that can connect to my iphone nice welcome to 1999 <laughs> yeah so now i can uh listen to podcast well what it was before um i had like the aux jack so i could listen to it and then i got rid of that car and i had no aux jack so i had no podcast ability gotta have the aux jack there was a point where i was actually downloading podcasts and burning them to cd nice <laughs> and then playing the cds but well, you know what? expensive the podcast the podcast that you did that for should get extra downloads for that one because that's dedication homes yeah I love me some podcasts. So do I. So do I. Um, speaking of podcasts and speaking of love. We're doing one. We're doing one right now. And we're talking about this episode. And we got off track because Brent Spiner's annoying. Look what you did, Brent Spiner. This is like. <laughs> yeah. But I did find it cool that Brent Spiner was doing Shakespeare to Patrick Stewart, who's a Shakespearean trained actor. And he was boring him. Yeah, and he and he also didn't laugh in his face. Like that's the worst version of that I've ever seen before in my entire life. And I've seen some pretty bad versions. Brent. <laughs> I, I want to tell you, go back to your community college, buddy, and work on your acting chops. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I like though when he when he asked him, you know, can you tell me anything that would inform this? And I'm thinking of all the people on the planet to ask. I know instructions. This is the one man. To, to ask and then it's cool too because picard clearly knows a lot about ancient cultures and civilizations mm -hmm. being a captain of a starship and he's also a theater critic which was pretty cool. well isn't that though a third it's year at the dark. academy yes Turn it is some lights. i mean i can't see your expressions buddy it's just too dark in here like uh, is this a gangbang or a, a shakespearean production i'm watching what's this happening because I'm, I'm down to watch either but i mean I mean, I prefer watching the gangbang. I mean, I've seen it would be a better performance is what I'm saying. But you, this is too dark. No, I thought actually I'd messed up the TV settings somehow. So I was like, you know, maybe adjust the gamma up or something. <laughs> the gamma. <laughs> Turn up the gamma. And then you hulked out and... Ah, Jenny. You know, gamma is a real thing. I believe you. 
I'm just, I'm just being a smart aleck, Ben. I'm sorry. I apologize. Hey, I, and I, and I apologize. now in your video, so I thought you were actually doing your rendition of uh, Brent Spiner's I'm not an actor, opening. man. Nope. Uh, I don't do that stuff. Everything you get from me is genuine. Yeah. <laughs> 100% Bob France. Oh, yeah. Well, we were on TV back with the old radio show, and every time we would do it, I found myself looking at the camera. I'm that guy that just stares at the camera. Like, sir, stop looking at the camera. I can't. It's pointed at me. Like, I have to look at it. It's looking at me first. It's going to steal my soul. <laughs> I needed a, uh, like a, a picture of my face for my website for the author page I was doing. And I was looking through everything. And the one thing I noticed with all my selfies is I'm looking at the picture and not at the camera. <laughs> so my eyes have that. I'm just slightly looking away, just not at the camera. You need to go to the Kim Kardashian school of selfieing. I've, had to, I've been practicing looking toward the camera. But the thing is, when I don't look at the camera, I feel like I'm in like a, like a bad 90s sitcom or a grunge band. Like I'm just too cool to look at the camera. Like I'm just going to look this way while I sit on my couch. Well, maybe yeah. you're preparing to give the Republican response to a, a presidential speech. And then, <laughs> that's a dated joke. Nobody gets that. Can we do me a favor and turn that light on for me, please? Like uh, my compart my my compadres cannot see my beautiful face. Oh, that's much better. Um, now oh. I'm now I'm just now I'm just really poorly lit. Call yourself a photographer. <laughs> Speaking of cameras, we went to uh, we took my son to Chuck E. Cheese for the first time. How do you like that? Last weekend, he enjoyed it a lot. I was I was surprised because they don't really have a whole lot of things that he can actually do. Mm -hmm. They have like some rides and stuff, but. One thing that we did is they have the, the thing where you can sit on a bench, basically, and it takes your picture and draws a sketch of you. And that was a disaster. Because <laughs> I was trying to get my son to look at it. So I was like holding a piece of paper up and trying to get him to look where the camera is and everything. And when it took the picture, like I was blocking the light. So there was no flash. So we're all blacked out on the screen. <laughs> and he wasn't looking at it anyway. So it's like, oh, I would still like to see it. I bet it's yeah, still cute. We didn't. It's got to be better than your Patrick Stewart face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no doubts about that. <laughs> I heard recently, and I don't know if it was one of you guys, but somebody said that Chuck E. Cheese's was like uh, casinos for kids. Yeah, I don't know. And it's, it's to like entry level to train them how to, to deal with casinos. There's I've no, never seen a clock in there. There's no. They pump in oxygen that smells like urine, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's cool, man. Awesome. Yeah, the, drinks, the drinks just keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so they're doing their thing, and uh, Picard's giving uh, Homeboy notes about his performance. Then apparently every uh, Brent Spiner hater boards a train and drives it straight <laughs> to the performance. <laughs> it was like a, a bad Roadrunner movie. I mean, you know, like, those train lights are getting closer. It actually reminds Enemy of a Ray Bradbury story, um, and like in the story, there's these two knights who are going to go kill a dragon, and they're waiting for the dragon. It comes at the same time every night, and they're just sitting there waiting for it, waiting for it, and they finally see it coming. <laughs> it turns out it's a train. The train conductor goes like, "Was that just two guys dressed in armor that we ran over?" <laughs> <laughs> Very Twilight Zoney. 
it works though. And they're just staring. Well, this whole episode is kind of strangely poorly Twilight Zone. It's like a it's like an original series episode kind mm-hmm. of. This is something that would happen to the original series. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Except their ship wasn't as smart, but yeah. They didn't have food slots. Yeah, they didn't have food slots. Mm. They had protein synthesizers. Mm. That sounds even sexier. Yeah. Let me go synthesize some proteins. Mm. Oh, yeah. My balls. I do that every night before I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it helps me sleep sometimes. It helps me sleep. Sometimes I just get bored and I, I, I want to you know, synthesize some protein. It takes my mind off stuff. Like if I'm thinking about other things and I can't like settle down, I'll just synthesize some protein and I'm good to go, baby. I'm good to go. Yeah. Nothing really beats a good protein synthesis. What's that? What are you doing? Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they barely get out of the way of the train. Ah! We should move, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> Shove. And uh, it's like, oh, this is like a uh, some kind of malfunction. Blah, blah, oh, blah, blah, blah. The holodeck is broken. And then you go, okay, here we go. Like the hol- I'm glad Man- Manny probably didn't show up because it's a holodeck episode. Yeah. He hates holodeck episodes. Yeah. The holodeck episode to end all holodeck episodes. It would have been great if Moriarty would have shown up. Yeah, where's did they ever finish that arc, I guess? Yeah, yeah, he was. he's in the box. That's they, right. They, they saved him to disc. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. One day we'll figure a way to get you out of there. He's in, he's, he's in an external hard drive. <laughs> is, he's right next to the Ark of the Covenant. In some warehouse somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, he does his thing and uh, they get out and they try to figure out what's going on. Like, oh, this is uh, the doctor's program. We should go see what it's about. So Picard goes and gets his face all fixed up. And while they're, while they're doing that, they have a funny conversation about running trains. <laughs> Oh, Beverly, I didn't know you were interested in trains. Oh, I love trains, Jean-Luc. Ever since my husband passed away, there's nothing I enjoy more than a good train. <laughs> Who is Mr. Wolf? <laughs> Where is Mr. Wolf and, and his... Mr. Joy and Mr. Wright. <laughs> and the rest of the fourth deck. <laughs> yeah. Because I am primed and ready. That's... After hours, sick bay becomes train bay. <laughs> Who's going to be Mr. C- Conductor this week? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they have a oh, hat. Yeah. I'm the caboose. <laughs> Do you think they have a hat? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever the caboose is has to wear like a red jacket. I'm the caboose. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing a whole new meaning to red shirts. Yeah, you never want to be the caboose on a train, though. You don't want to be a red shirt on Star Trek, so it it all comes together. Um, well, technically, Ben, a red shirt in TNG is a little bit better. That is correct. And also with Deep Space Nine, I've been finding, because I've watched 10 episodes of it, <laughs> and I am liking Deep Space Nine. But you will note that I said Star Trek, not Star Trek The Next Generation or Star oh, Trek Deep Space Nine. Murray, but he got me right there. Do you see that? In his wise elder Trek ways, he showed <laughs> up. He said, tut, tut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, God, this episode's just dumb. Like, it's just dumb. I kind of liked it. Really? 
No, and here's why, though. Because is like Dennis I was frozen, saying, or is he pretending? I can't tell. If he's pretending, that's really good pretending. He's just shocked that, uh, <laughs> just it, that I would say that about this episode. This episode stinks, Ben. I got to disagree with you. Well, no, I mean, it, well, here's one of the things, though, is the fact that I honestly have no memory of this episode. And this is leading up to the finale. Mm-hmm. I think, like, what, maybe two episodes left? Yeah, it's this one row and then the finale. Yeah, so this very well could have been missed in the original uh, uh, run through. Yeah, it might have been. I mean, like, I don't know, man. I just I, I don't know what I was doing that month. Um, you I don't know, know what you're doing. Like, you don't know what you were doing that Saturday <laughs> in 1994. But uh, so, no, I mean, it's just I when I read the synopsis, couldn't remember it. I watched the episode, and I'm like, I I want to say I kind of know that was a different Shakespeare episode. Yeah. Yeah. So then it ends up with me just sitting there watching it. And so, like, yesterday was my birthday, so Dork Trek gave me the best birthday gift ever. It was a brand-new TNG episode 20 years later. I meant to wish you a happy birthday, but I forgot to wish you a happy birthday. I knew I I would talk to you today, so I wanted to say it in person. Now, how old are you, Benjamin? That's not important. But Billy D. Williams will do the commercials for my birthday this year. Colt 45. You look good for 40, Colt 45. Uh, you know, regenerations are what they are. Yeah, man. But, um, no, so, I mean, I ended up liking the episode. This was the first time in 20 years that I saw a TNG episode that I didn't know what was going to happen next. Mm, I didn't know I, what the hell was going on. I knew what was going to happen next, and I was just like, oh, God, why is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> because then, oh another holodeck malfunction there's something new oh uh the computer gets sentience yeah we never had that happen before well, i mean like it was just because then what happens is um because i watched this episode at least like three times i think mm-hmm. um after the initial kind of after the conversation with beverly and picard they go back to the bridge and they're hanging out on the bridge and all of a sudden the ship just takes off right and they're like, uh, what's happening? Why did the ship take off for no reason? And they called Jordy, and Jordy's like, I don't know what's going on. So no one has any idea why the ship just like jumped and lurched. Yeah. Right. Faster just, than the speed of light. It's just going, just whoosh, just took off. We're 30 million, what was it, 30 million kilometers from our last it, position. Yeah. 30 million, like, I couldn't even fathom how far that is. Like, just try to think, that's like. It, it, that's like going all the way across town. I mean, just <laughs> crazy. It's like falling asleep here, waking up in San Diego. Yeah, and they just what did happened? it. And they just did it instantly. And then uh, I guess the ship stops itself. Mm-hmm. And this is fatal error number one, I think, for Jordy in this episode where he, uh, the captain calls down to him and says, hey, Jordy, good job fixing that. He's like, oh, I didn't fix that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scotty would have said, thank you. Yes, of course. I did I- my head. I had my best men working on that, and we fixed it very quickly for you, Captain. Now, what about that promotion? Yeah, now, Jordy, not not a good move. That, and that's why Scott was a captain, and Jordy is a lieutenant commander. Yes. Right? Because uh, he's not smart enough to go, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you know, and, and move on. Yeah, next time. Man, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll make sure that doesn't happen again. But we, we should see what happened. You know, we'll go ahead and start looking into why it happened. Yes. It may happen again. But that's no fault of mine. It just that will be for a different reason. Not anything that I'm doing down here <laughs> or didn't 
do? Because, because I fixed the last problem. Because if it That's was good. Because if it was something I could do, it would be done. Because I'm the best. I'm the best at what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, then what happens? Uh, oh, then yeah. Go ahead. You got it. Well, when they're discussing uh, the fact that the sh- you know the ship can't pick up what was it theta particles or something, mm-hmm. uh, theta radiation, theta particle buildup, but the ship has it in the uh, sensor logs that it happened. Say hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Can you say hi to Ben? Say hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Bobby. Say hi. How are you? Hi. Don't, that, that, don't play with the volume. <laughs> Good night. He doesn't want to go to bed. It's, it's cute because at this point now, um, host telling me he wants to watch Star Trek. Awesome. I think you would appreciate this. Like he does watch Star Trek and he gets amped when he sees the ship and he just goes, spaceship. Like in the beginning of the show, he just yells space at it. Was it Sophie who used to run around, though, when the music was playing and the ship was flying by and she would dance? dance. That's awesome. My kids enjoy it. I tried watching an episode of DS9 and Bobby got mad because there was no spaceship. (laughs) It was was bad that there's no spaceship in the intro. Well, to be fair, though, there's a lot of Star Trek fans back in the 90s that had the same reaction. Yeah, so it's good to see that, like, grown adults and my three-year-old think the same about Star Trek. Where's the fucking shit, man? Like, what's going on? This isn't Star Trek. This is Star Space Station, and this is dumb. See, Trek means a journey, you travel somewhere, and this is Star Standstill. Yeah, we heard them all. Dennis's computer died on him, so he's rebooting now. And as someone that had that problem last week, I completely understand. Is he going to grab another computer from upstairs and run back down? uh, Just quit quit on him. Probably just shut off because computers tend to do that at times. What happened was his computer did the exact opposite as opposed to going to warp. It shut itself down. But it was to save him. There was actually a buildup of Therion particles in the uh, Zoom connection tonight around his computer and it had to drop him out of the uh, communication. And if not, he would have been dead. Yeah, he could be dead right now. The whole house would have blown up and all of Newport News with it and everyone would be dead. So Dennis's computer dying actually saved everyone. And then Picard has to go like, all right, I guess that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, at least it saved us. Eh, At least we're not all dead, which is cool, right? Like, I mean, it's it's funny to think if so. If this hadn't happened, if they had not had this thing becoming sentient and do that, that would have been the end of TNG. There would be no movies. There's no, no. you know, that's the final episode. It's all done. <laughs> the ship blows up. But it's cool because they all kind of look around and like because the ship didn't do anything to save the people. The ship is merely looking out for number one. Yes, so it's like and not te- Riker. Yeah, it's like a teenager. It's like, I don't care about you. I just want to get my fuck on. Yeah. I could have blowed up. Yeah, I ain't trying to blow it up. But it was interesting, though, then when Jordy and uh, Data are investigating, you know, why it was doing this, and they're crawling around the Jeffries tubes, and uh, I don't know if they're looking for, uh, you know, stills or whatever, meth labs. But <laughs> I don't know what they're, they're looking for. But they're looking around, and Data's thinking, well, maybe it was a, a safety protocol that we don't know about, that the ship just automatically, you know, does this. And I'm thinking, you know what? After seven years on the ship, with all the other stuff that's happened, 
somebody should have read the owner's manual. Yeah, like they still have no idea what's going on here. Like they just like, sat in their chairs and was like, all right, let's go. What do we do? I don't know. I mean, but to be fair, I've had my wife has had her car for five years because it's paid for, and I'm still not sure how to open the hood because it's one of those weird latches that you got to get in there. You got to reach under it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not really sure how to do that. So I can kind of see, but when you're talking about like, you know, droids and, mm-hmm. and engineers and, and people who graduated from Starfleet and stuff like that, they should kind of have a better idea than I do. Well, no, it's about the equivalent, I think, for some of these people. You no, know, I'm an idiot. You to, you to a car versus your average <laughs> Starfleet officer to the starship. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And they, they find the panel that they need, and they open the panel, and lo and behold, there's just a bunch of silly straws in there. Yeah. Just all these connecting silly straws, and they go, oh, this is a noid or a node. A node. They call a it node. a node. It's a node. Well, I like, though, how originally it was, oh, well, the, the sensors aren't even connected to the warp drive, so how would that safety feature even work? But they are. Oh, oh now they're connected. Well, I'll be damned. Through a node. <laughs> yeah, I had a node in the doctor. I had to cut it out. It was <laughs> a node. And, like, they, they, they literally said node every other word for the next like three minutes because then everybody was just saying node it's like they discovered a Did new you see word. the node captain oh the nodes no i haven't seen the nodes show me the nodes i would love to see the node buddy the nodes are on the screen sir if you look right <laughs> here there's uh three nodes and they're connecting no node node no 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 node yes there are nodes all over the ship apparently and they just, just sprung, really noted up. They just sprung up out of nowhere. For no possible reason either. For no apparent reason. No apparent reason. <laughs> Very punny. Mm. Yeah, and then like it just kind of goes to shit from here. <laughs> it just kind of does. Like, hey, to be a Debbie Downer, like wah, wah, wah. But it does. The episode just kind of goes to pot. Well, I mean, we end up back on the holodeck, which is always a good idea. When the ship is experiencing computer trouble, go to the go to the holodeck. Go right into like the simulated computer, like the almost the mainframe of it all, you know. Because that's never been a problem. I, I love I, when I was reading up on the episode, though. One of the people in the production said that they thought the writer had uh, gone on mushrooms again. <laughs> It's like, yeah, he he had to be high when he wrote this. There are points where I wonder, because um, they they get onto the the ship, I guess not the ship, but the train, and they're walking around the train. It's Worf, Riker, and Data, which is pretty Mm -hmm. good for an away team. Yeah, that's that's a pretty strong team. You know, you got got brains and brawn. And then the the rank, which is cool, you know? Yeah. And they're just kind of walking around. And all of a sudden, uh, Jeffrey Lebowski, the big Lebowski, comes up to <laughs> the dudes and asks them, like, do you know what date is today, sir? Do you have a job? And just calls them bums because they don't have tickets. Yeah. And to be fair, that was a big saving point of this episode for me is the fact that it was the big Lebowski. And see, that's almost why I thought I'd seen this before. Because as soon as he was, I was like, oh, oh, okay, he's familiar. This is, oh, no, no, that's, that's the that's, Big Lebowski. That's the big Lebowski. Bums. Do what Bums. your parents did. Get a job, sir. 
and you've got everybody on this thing from you, you got the night yes why why you have a night i don't i mean it's it's data said it was seven distinct programs because Wyatt Earp is there yes Wyatt Earp is there which which just makes sense because i guess both of the Wyatt Earp movies were out around then tombstone and Wyatt Earp came out around that time because he does look very kurt russell Wyatt Earp oh yeah, yeah. the better Earp tomato tomato okay see i like the the kevin costner film better really mm-hmm. i like kevin costner more i think kevin costner's great and um, I, I like the fact that it spans his entire life. You know, I don't know. I just, to me, it's some of it's just, and, and again, everyone talks about Val Kilmer's performance, but I think people sleep on, uh, on Quaid's, on Dennis Quaid's, uh, um, uh, Doc Holiday. It's very good. Hmm. It's very underrated. I don't know, but they're both good. I mean, they're both. Good. Oh, no, I, I enjoy them both. I just enjoy the good one better. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, tickets, please. Tickets, you know, and it was funny because then when uh, he gets to Worf and says, ticket, please, oh. and then he punches Worf in the stomach and throws him off the train. No ticket. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I know, I know, I know, I know. No ticket. No ticket. Which is one of my, f- <laughs> which is one of my favorite Harrison Ford bits in every, any of his films. I dig that no ticket bit. But yeah, I think it's also cool that uh, a Riker throws Worf under the bus here. He's like, "Uh, Worf, did you bring the tickets with us?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, what are you talking about, Captain? Oh, no, I didn't bring the ticket." And he kind of looks. He kind of looks annoyed. He's like, "Really, man? Like, what the fuck, Riker? Like." Well, see, I, I thought uh, Worf was getting in a real good position to take down the conductor and just be like, I got your ticket and start pounding on him and, you know, with his fist and stuff. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you know, Riker calls him out. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm sneaking up on the guy. Yeah. He, I, I, I was in his blind spot. He had no idea I was about to take him down. And then you, oh, where's the ticket, Mr. Worf? <laughs> he didn't even see me, dude. Yeah, he, he definitely could have beat him up, which was dumb. Dropped the ball on that one. So they had to get off the uh, the train. They got kicked off the holodeck, which is probably the best thing that could have happened. And Riker didn't show back up. Like he's like, okay, good. I don't. I'm not needed here. Like I'm not fooling this guy. So I'm not coming back to the place with Wyatt Earp in the night and the hillbillies. No, 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 no. Not at this point because doesn't the guy comes out? Like the engineer comes out and he's like, no, they need their. Ah. They're trying to help us. Don't you understand? They want to help us. And then all of a sudden, like... Wide Earp shoots him. Oh, no, no, the gangster. Not, no, the gangster. The gangster from Central Casting shows up and just blows him away. Like, the, the most stereotypical wise guy you could possibly ever think of just shoots him in the back. I mean, it, it, it was definitely B-movie wise guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, not yeah. like Joe Pesci wise no, guy. No, this Pesci was just... Guy. This was like Joe Pesci's, like, step-uncle wise guy. You know what I mean? Like... You know, not no. Yeah, there was nothing good. There was nothing wise about this guy. No. But uh, at this point, when I'm watching the episode, I'm just I have no you, idea. You're checking out. I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? Because while this is going on, I guess the B story is Jordy is kind of walking around the ship looking for these nodes, and he finds a node in the very hollow in the wharf memorial. Broke my spine. Uh, <laughs> when will somebody please strap that stuff yes! down? Thank you. I mean, I, I've worked with trucks. I, I've worked <laughs> on ships. 
right? And we have this thing on ships, at least, called Secure for Sea, because we know things going to get rocking around a little bit. So you strap shit down. Mm -hmm. As many times, I mean, even if they had never had a shaky ship before. Which is, I mean, come on. I mean. But just, let's just say, for instance, it had never shaken before Worf got crippled. <laughs> After a, a, you know, one of your lieutenants gets crippled. Your head of security. Your head of security, even. That's when you say, hey, maybe it's a good idea to start strapping this shit down. Mm -hmm. Does anybody got some bungee cords around? Can we replicate some? Do something? Some tie-down straps? They even, it was even the uh, wharf broke my spine memorial hangar bay that they walked into where this node was, and they still didn't strap anything down. It just didn't make any sense to me. I thought war, uh, Jordy was going to get hurt. I mean, because when everything starts shaking and the barrels start falling off, and I'm like, God damn it, no. And then out of nowhere, you know, a barrel fell on Dennis. Speaking out of nowhere, that's what happened to him. A barrel fell on him, and he disappeared. That's why he's laid in bed. You okay? Your mic's not working. Your mic, your mic, not working. Now try. It makes sounds with your mouth, Dennis. Nope. It's, uh, Turn the mic on. Go to your settings. I hear. I can. I'm reading Dennis' lips. He's saying hello, 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 <laughs> hello. <laughs> now Is it like you? I'm looking for. It's a kung fu movie. Hello. We can just. You're recording the video, aren't you? So yes. we could just put. It, we could zoom in on just Dennis, and then do dialogue for Ooh. him. Now you're yeah. muted. Now you're muted. You have dishonored my father. I'm just going to send him. Now, now you're not muted, but your mic's still not working. Um, now you're muted. Did you switch to... Dennis, can you hear me? Can you hear us? Hello? There you oh, go. All right. It probably took it probably took a minute because when I notice when you sign on into Zoom, you use the computer's audio at first, and then I think yeah, it has to recognize everything. Yeah. So it always takes a minute. But no, we were just discussing how uh, Jordy's on the hangar bay, and there is nothing to hold back the barrels after Worf was crippled. Like they still yeah, have they learned nothing. Yeah. Well, they still haven't had seatbelts after a hundred years. So, <laughs> and they know. still and they still haven't stopped wiring the main power sources directly into the the terminals at uh, at, <laughs> at at the helm. Well, yeah, we got about thing, uh, they. Everybody has like a little pack on their side that is actually an inertial dampener, uh -huh. so you don't fall. You can't fall over. You're like we will wobble. Ah, uh, I, I missed that. Are you, making, are you making that up? No, that's you, that's future history. Did you read that in Starlog magazine? <laughs> this man does not have the face of a man who read Starlog <laughs> magazine. I don't see the pain behind about? those glasses. Years. Yeah, but those are cool glasses. <laughs> but yeah, so they learn nothing, and Jordy is just sitting here staring at the node. Oh man, what's up with this node? Why is it all noding? What's it doing noding here? Yeah. Doing Noden. <laughs> Doing Noden. I wonder if the node's dad is Odin. <laughs> Odin Odin. <laughs> That's why they don't use last names. Nope. 
Just their last names are dumb. Node. Node. So, yes. And I was telling uh, Ben that this episode just kind of deteriorates from here for me. Just like my interest level just kind of. And then every time you see the Big Lebowski, it goes back up a little bit. And then like. Bums. Well, I mean, when he derails the train by just. I mean, this guy's supposed to be the conductor. And he just He's not grabbed. even the conductor. He's just the ticket taker. Wasn't that the conductor guy? I thought the conductor guy drives the train. No, that's, yeah, that's the engineer. engineer. Well, then what's this guy doing? He's the he's the ticket guy because well, at least last time I rode a train, they they come through and they've got the little hat and they, you know ask for your ticket and they punch it and look. I'll tell you this much: Sir Topham Hat is mad that this train is not going where it's supposed to be going. He's a bit irate. This train is not being really useful. I think he's my least favorite part of this episode. What, really, Big Lebowski? I don't, like, I don't like no the conductor. Oh, that was the Big Lebowski. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, the big Lebowski. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't, dude. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the big Lebowski. He is the big Lebowski. I didn't yeah. Yeah. Recognize that. Yeah, he's he's the guy in the wheelchair. He's a he's a faker. I've seen a lot of spinals in my day, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the spinal. Yeah, married to the young lady. The, the trophy wife. Yeah. My wife. Yep, that's him. I may watch that movie after this just to, you know, clear my palate. Yeah, to cleanse your palate after this garbage. It's just dumb. I just hate it. Yeah. Like, part of me wishes the ship would have blown up. It's just, <laughs> just it's Star see. Trek right there. <laughs> Sold the rights to Jar Jar Abrams and moved on with their lives. Two more episodes to go to make it to seven seasons. <laughs> it. Blew up the ship. He f- Picard finally got his wish. Since episode one, it's run, surrender, blow up the ship. And it's funny, too, because just the other day, like I said, when my in-laws were here, we watched a lot of Star Trek, and we watched Farpoint. Oh, was that, was that uh, Farpoint? Is it Farpoint? Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, we watched Farpoint, and 15 minutes into the show, they separate the sauce. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like, they, 15 minutes in. It's like, really? Like, you guys couldn't have waited on that one? I, I mean, it's the maiden voyage, you know? I I was well. They wanted to show that because it had been rumored as a thing for yeah. years. I, I know, but ooh, we've advanced. Look at us. We can break the ship. But it was to run away, and yeah. we'll never have a practical reason to do this until the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was cool too because like they had the extra super music going along with it. That was so stupid. So awesome! Look how impressive we are. Look and behold. We a lot of money to write this, so we got to use this song as much as possible. We've we've got the the docking clamps that come up. So play the music again. That would be awesome if every time somebody came to the bridge, like the turbo lift doors opened really slowly and had to play the entire song before they walked out. I mean, you know what? It could save some episodes because sometimes I just feel like they're wasted. Like this one. <laughs> oh my god! I liked it. I like holodeck episodes. Um, I used to not, but I've. I've so do I. I like holodeck episodes too. Like Fistful of Datas is a great episode. And, that was a really good one. And uh, uh, the one where Riker falls in love with uh, Minuet is a great episode <laughs> because. It's just really funny. Yeah. Um, you know, the, oh, I like the Moriarty episodes. I might have to go back and review them and listen to them to see if I actually do like them. 
Um, they're good. They're good. Yeah, they're yeah. good. I mean, it's just I just don't like you said, man. This guy just ate way too many mushrooms and just started writing stuff. Well, see, here's yeah. the funny thing with Moriarty, um, and I just made this connection. I don't know if I mentioned it when we did that episode, but the actor who played Moriarty, you might know him from The Nanny. He was the butler. Right. Right. Well, he also was in The Hunt for Red October as a captain on the Enterprise, the really? aircraft carrier. I didn't know that. Comes around. Interesting. Interesting. I love stuff. I love little trivia bits like that. That that's why I came on the show, and that's all I have. So good night, everybody. Mike is going to get Alec Baldwin to show up in the holodeck episode. Yeah. Oh, that would have been awesome. But I want especially him to be, 1994 Baldwin. Yeah, but okay. I want him to be Jack Donaghy. Like that would be cool. Hello, I'm Jack Donaghy. <laughs> Admiral Donaghy. Admiral Donaghy. Yeah. But yeah, so um. I just, at this point now, I kind of, it all just kind of runs together for me because mm-hmm. I know, I know, um, Troy shows up eventually and she's doing, yes. she's doing God knows what. I don't well, know why she's there. there. You know what was, she's doing? She's catching bricks. <laughs> <laughs> was there a special on, uh, like did Westmoreland who does the makeups on TNG, did he like have like some face makeup left over? Yeah. He's like, we, we need two face injuries. Yeah. <laughs> the series is almost over. This stuff is going to go bad. Yeah, the, the scrape makeup. <laughs> right, the scrape makeup. Because, you know, Data roughs up Picard in the holodeck to begin with and shoves him out of the way. For, he's like, I, was, I could step over Mr. Data. <laughs> shove. And you have to remember, Data, you're a robot. You're really, really strong. Like, you're holding a car back from running yourself over. You almost pushed me through the wall, you moron. <laughs> There's a Picard-sized <laughs> imprint on the floor of that holodeck. <laughs> if it was a Looney Tune cartoon, totally, it would be awesome. Or a Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've it's got... It's so funny. We're watching the, uh, the Big Boss... And oh, that's a good one. Yeah, but Bruce Lee literally punches a guy through a wall, and there's an outline <laughs> of the guy in the wall. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing after that point. I still love, uh, what's the one with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Game of Death, when he's got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's footprint on his chest, and it takes up three-fourths of his torso. <laughs> it gets literally, like, his entire chest. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Um uh yeah this episode sucks yeah. it, it hit me like a ton of bricks <laughs> yeah and Worf, like he waits until the bricks are done falling before <laughs> going to see if she's okay that's right because we have to yeah 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 he's like oh man i hope she's all right because yeah. we're kind of dating now and i hope she's not well it would be hard to put more makeup on Worf. i think right like an injury yeah. You know, they would probably have to do his chest so he looks all manly. And, yeah. like, you know, I think Worf was my favorite part of this episode because when they told him to go shovel the coal into the engine, like, he was just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> because earlier in the episode, uh, Picard threw, I mean, Riker threw him under the bus with not having the ticket. So Worf is essentially yeah. just here to be the whipping boy. He's like, yeah, go shovel coal, dummy. Yeah. Well, see, uh, hey, Data is a great strong. job shoveling that coal. <laughs> um, that's it. I'm going to DS9. <laughs> This is one of the reasons he left Enterprise and uh, moved it to DS9. Can't blame him. Yeah. Shovel coal, motherfucker. Go over here. Well, DS9. Girlfriend walking into a brick fall. 
If, I mean, if he goes, like Chris Brown, if he goes <laughs> over to DS9, he's the highest ranking guy there, right? No, because no, no, no. he's a commander. So, but yeah. once the movie starts, he's a, he's a commander too. So they're on, like, I guess, level footing. No, he's a lieutenant commander. Yeah, but, yeah. One, but in DS9, but in the movie, Generations, doesn't he get full commander? No, I thought he got lieutenant commander in the movie. That's, that's bullshit. It is. Well, some bullshit is every series has a captain. Except, except the black guy. <laughs> right? Hello, man called Hawk. <laughs> I was pissed off about that. Uh, do I get to be a captain? No, no, no. You're a uh, butler. <laughs> what? I think they, they probably did that just so he would have to take shit from Picard in that first episode. Uh, Maybe. But I mean, then they could have given him a promotion after it was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even then, though, I mean, my thing is that, you know, Picard would still be a senior captain. Well, Picard's like the co- the best captain in the world today <laughs> because he's the captain of the, the star, sh- I mean, the, the flagship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's the be all end all. Like if there if anybody dies or anything like admiral wise, he's the next guy up. Well, see, I was kind of disappointed when I joined the Navy and my concept of flagships was completely wrong. <laughs> Explain. Well, no, because like the Enterprise is the flagship of the Federation. Yes. Right. Well, when I got in the Navy and they said, "Oh, yeah, we're the flagship this month," and I'm like, "What?" It's because the Admiral was on board, so we fly the Admiral's flag and the flagship. He's just the flagship of the month program. Yeah. Well, no, because the Admiral, until his actual flagship came out of the yards, they had to rotate it around. He was on tour. Well, yeah. I mean, he would go to whichever ship could support him. And All right, I'll see you guys later. Very heavy admiral. Yes. The kiss orange. You guys have been awesome. Peace. I'm out. I'm going to the Jamestown. All right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I hate this episode. Wow. It's just I don't hate it. It's just it was a fun episode. Oh my god, I thought it was a fun episode. There were fun parts to it, but the only fun part was watching uh, Troy get bricks falling. Off. <laughs> see. <laughs> I said it's a fun episode. They're holodeck bricks. It's all right. I think I would have liked this episode a lot better if the Enterprise actually did gain a consciousness and like was able to defend itself without getting orders and like go to warp and all that that kind of stuff. And then I would also like it too if it was a very special episode of TNG where uh, Riker tries to have sex with. (laughs) Okay, so you're my final conquest. (laughs) You're sentient, right? All right, let's do this. Oh no, he's had the ship. Via the holodeck many times. That's true. That's true. That's true. But see, and that's, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but I, since we all hate the episode, apparently. Okay, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. My whole thing about it is like, what are these things that, that just grow? Like, that's the, that's, yeah. that's the well, dumb part of it. Like, I'm okay with the whole ship becomes sentient and wants to have some mission it's got to complete. But what, what are these things? Like, these nodes? Like, what the hell? What are they growing? They well, never... And they never really do a good job explaining it. How it started. Yeah. You know, they mentioned something about the meta who's it's and what's it's at the beginning. That oh well there was that storm that we went through and but then it's like okay. And well, you know, and give me some techno babble. Give me that Trek double talk that you always give me. Well, it could have polyamorphized the uh, fizzle dazzle with the doozle booble <laughs> and the jello pudding pops and the bizzle bop. You know, something. Yeah, give nothing. Something they, don't give, they don't give you anything. It's just like, oh, uh, yeah. It, I mean, I didn't feel like anything was accomplished. 
No, it just happened. Like, like at the end, they're like, well, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was like, well, what the fuck? Well, they have that one weird moment too where, um, because we're skipping ahead. and stuff. Yeah. And I guess eventually Data takes control of the ship and they figure out like the ship is trying to get to a certain point of the galaxy because it is emitting a certain kind of energy and the ship wants this energy for some reason that they really don't even explain why. Well, it was making the thing come to life. Yeah, but what, what, what was it? Like what, like what was the thing? Was the ship pregnant? Like, Yeah, this is like a rape baby, but the ship gets raped instead of trolled. Well, yeah, was it either the ship was pregnant or the ship was infected? No, are these I like mean, this? Is this the same energy things that Picard encountered earlier? That you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of episodes. Like, think about it. There's a lot of episodes in this series where just energy beings are created and kind of disappear out into the to the galaxy. I can think of at least like two other ones. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, it was just an energy thing. <laughs> oh, well. We just don't understand. Yeah. Well, we see, just- my thing was the little dialogue between Picard and Data at the end about that. It's like, well, yeah, we just unleashed this on the universe. How do we know it's good or evil? And, and Picard does that whole thing of, oh, it, it wasn't made by the ship. You know, it was the, the ship with, in all of us. And, this land was made for you, by you and me. <laughs> you know? Well, no, but when he starts going off about how, you know, like all of their, uh, their log entries and their holodeck programs and how that would have been, you know, if we have treated the ship honorably, then this shall be an honorable creature. I'm no. thinking, well... Picard and, I mean, uh, Riker and Worf used the holodeck for some pretty nasty shit. Yeah, sexual, like, uh, uh, conquests and violence. Violence. And sexual violence. I mean, it's it's all there. It's just kind of weird. And, like, think of the other things the ship has created. It created Moriarty, who we've mentioned a ton in this episode, whose whole purpose was to kind of, like, you know, become real and was pretty evil. And we've only scratched the surface of Barclay's holodeck adventure. Yeah. Who oh knows what his log entries are like? <laughs> and think about like Bark the whole when when Barclay's brain took over. Like it's just it's this whole like just cluster of weird feelings and emotions. And okay, you're telling me that every entry into the log is positive. I'm saying 25% of them right off the bat are just like, I had the worst fucking day today. Oh my God. Uh, Commander Riker keeps whistling at me, cat calling me. It's not cool. I mean, I bet 25% of the female log entries are just that. Are just that. I'm saying like, I'm sure they have other Fire. things. They- <laughs> Twenty-five percent is a pretty low number. I'm just trying to be fair, I guess. But I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, like, what what planet? What ship has he been on, this Picard? Well, they're a good crew. They are a good crew. He maybe Jordy. Jordy is the only person on this crew that comes from like a stable background with like parents who loved him. Like Picard's running around talking about his meemaw. The original security officer was killed, and she was birthed by like rape gangs. I mean, like what what kind of world are you living in, man? Like Worf, Worf's parents were killed, and he was sent to Earth. Uh, you know, well, I guess basically he was abducted by a Russian. Yeah, and brought back to Earth. Oh, look, a pet Klingon. Cool. His baby mama was, he was like the red sun. Superman. Yeah, totally. Which is a great graphic novel. Yeah. Um, I mean, then his baby mama was murdered and killed. I'm sure Alexander. Yeah, I'm sure Alexander's putting in all these his weird feelings about like not having a mom and like not wanting. Oh, 
Like, that's something I thought of after we recorded that episode, Firstborn. I was like, mm-hmm. wait a second. So Alexander went back in time to save his dad from getting murdered. Why didn't he go back and save his mom from getting murdered? <laughs> Just go back a little further. Semantics, dude. Semantics. It's like I, I can time travel back to 1995 and I'm able to buy Apple stock. But I don't bother to tell anybody, oh, by the way, in 2001, <laughs> yeah. don't be in New York. Yeah. Well, you could, you know, tell them not to fly the planes. <laughs> these airlines should not fly that day. Yeah. If you but see yeah. any of these 19 men, arrest them immediately. It's very strange. It is very strange. It's just, so, I mean, like, this, the ship isn't this, this, this mecca of, of good feeling. It's not like, it's just, it's just I, I look at the ship, it's kind of like your family on, like, a major holiday. <laughs> Everybody's just kind of playing nice. But underneath, yeah. there's like all this bubbling like rage and hatred for the person yeah. sitting next to you. Look at the uh, staff meetings. <laughs> a cauldron of rage. <laughs> so, right into pop. You know? Every time Worf suggests something. Now, Shut up, Klingon. <laughs> I hate you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, Mr. Worf, can you go to the hollow deck and shovel some coal? <laughs> Thank you. It'll make the engines go faster. It is shoveling coal thing. I can't wait to go back to my cores and look at my homoerotic statues. <laughs> bullshit. I hate all fucking you. Klingon yoga. I hate all you guys. Where's where's my gi? <laughs> I said I'm putting on my battle gi and I'm charging the conference room. I'm going to kick all your asses. I love to think that as soon as he gets off shift, he just goes to the course and puts on his gi. Totally. Mr. Rogers. He totally does that. I like to think though that he he's more he's not actually the kick-ass warrior that they make him out to be, and he's more like Ross from Friends with his karate. I just I don't I didn't watch Friends so I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, so it's the standard. Oh yeah, I took a karate class, nerd. I just I picture think. him wearing his gi under his clothes, so all he all he does is zip his uniform and he's just in gi. 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 It's a beautiful day to die today. A beautiful <laughs> day to die today. <laughs> honorably honorably won't you please die today yes i totally like just see him going and like i picture him going to the holodeck in his gi and having that like kevin bacon footloose moment but instead of dancing he's just doing karate like <laughs> bat left maneuvers <laughs> well you gotta think i mean if you really wanted to you could he just go to the holodeck and just do a recreation of the bridge and then just take down everybody. That's how he, you know, gets by every day is knowing that at the end of the day he's going to go to the holodeck, kill everybody. I'm I'm willing to bet that you know a significant percentage of the holodeck programs are alternate versions of the bridge. Oh yeah, totally. Various people on the crew going and doing crazy shit on the bridge, like Barkley did when they were all thanking him for being such a great crew member. <laughs> and like I picture like. Uh, like maybe it's just it's just Troy in a lower cut shirt. Like that's the bridge for somebody. It's just like yeah, her shirt's really low cut. You can see it. Like, and she keeps uh, dropping a space pencil. And you can see the top of her space nips. And that's the that's that's my bridge. Everything else is cool. I like I like being in Starfleet. It's awesome. It's great. Great job. I just want a little more of that V, a little deeper. Yeah. <laughs> I can get a little areola action. Yeah. Mm. Great. Not a lot, just a little. Fucking nips. I still want to use that imagination. You know? <laughs> it's so hot. But yeah, so I mean, like, I don't know. This, I'm just, I'm not saying this episode totally stinks. But it's just it's kind of... Pointless. 
it's pointless and it yeah. and like I, d- I just don't I yeah I just don't get it like I don't I just wanted to do one last holodeck episode before the series ended but I mean why not make it a good one like why is Wyatt Earp there why is Sir Lancelot there why is Hillbilly Jim there why it's just like why like what is happening here like why is like you know a s- random mafia mobster guy there yeah, like they really should have just brought back other holodeck characters from the past it would have been oh, cool remember yeah just something just give me something like come well, on did, they said originally they wanted it to be like the final dixon hill story i don't know what that is uh dixon uh, that's picard's uh 1940s okay. detective and that would have been instead of the Orient Express, it would have been Dixon Hill Adventure. I'd have been cool with that. Anything, anything. I guess they decided they want to use that in First Contact instead. Uh, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, because they do use that in yeah, yeah, because he's in the bar and stuff with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Oh, uh, before we leave, I wanted to mention. I did you see the video? I have to share it to you guys on Dark Trick if you didn't. But it was from Comic Relief uh, back in the nineties. And I guess the TNG crew did a bit for it. Oh God, I can just I, I can just picture Brent Spiner like, yeah, hello, and, baby, hello, my honey. and Robin Williams is like, dude, chill the fuck out, man. Like, no, 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 they're they're in character on the uh, Enterprise in the observation deck, dude. Robin Williams is telling you to bring it down a notch, buddy. Like you're like, whoa, man, whoa. And uh, they're going through their. You know, naming the characters or the actors, you know, Robin Williams and uh, Billy Crystal and someone named Hoopie Goldberg. Hoopie. <laughs> what kind of name is Hoopie? I have to and, see that one because I did like, I liked the Frasier version of it. That was cool. Jewish person. Yeah. Did you like the Frasier version? I thought the Frasier version was cool. That was pretty funny. The, what was it? They were doing Voyager, I guess. I think that was Voyager, yeah. yeah. But you can also check out the Scottish version of Star Trek, which is another one. A lot of angry people. A lot of sheep on board. <laughs> no, it's not Welsh. <laughs> Gotta get the sheep to the fence. <laughs> just, man, I don't know, man. This episode's just, it's just, it's lacking. Yeah. It didn't like, have a point. No, it didn't. And like, I, and the row episode next is killer. And the wharf episode is killer. And like, these are good, but this is just like, eh. It really feels like this is the most hit or miss season, in my opinion. Maybe, but, you know, but I, I think it was the end. Terrible episodes. I also think at this point you had high expectations for everyone. Where did Ben go? He just fell off the couch. I think. I think at this point you had higher expectations for yourself, like because you're like, oh man, some of these seasons are really great. Like three, four, five are killer. Oh yeah. They just get they're they're kind of just limping towards the finish line. It feels like, you know, it's it is. We we've made mention of it all season. Like they have senioritis. Like they're just like, all right, here we go. Because I find myself enjoying the DS Nine episodes way better than the TNG episodes, and maybe just because it's new or I don't know. But it's just like some of these some of these are just stinkers. Which is funny because most people don't like the first three years of DS Nine. It's good. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it's different. After you know, we've just had seven seasons of TNG, yeah. where most people back then had like four seasons of TNG right. and DS9 started. You've had the full run of TNG before you started DS9. Dude, so I've it's just TNG. like, oh my God, just show me anything else. I've watched TNG 
in its entirety twice in five years. Like that's a lot, you know, <laughs> that's a lot of damn episodes. Yeah. But it's awesome. I'm not complaining. Yeah. You know, it's just, this episode just doesn't do it for me. And, and much like you, I've seen it. I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I had to have seen it because I, I know how my schedule was back then. It's not like you had a date or anything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. I know. I'm sorry. But you're happy now, and that's all that matters. Yeah. It's more than Dennis and I can say. <laughs> We're so tired. Help me. Help. Is she behind me? I'm afraid to turn around. It's not even her. It's more the boy. Well, I've noticed Dennis has got his back to a, like a wall now, so nobody can sneak up behind him anymore. Yeah, so it's, it's a smart play because he the door is right there, so I know somebody's yeah. coming in. Well, Dennis is afraid his wife is going to get pregnant again magically. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you kidding? Like, How does this keep happening? There better be only be one more coming out of there. <laughs> I can't know. You can't have two at one time, like in different sections of your vagina and your no. your body. It doesn't work. Do cat. <laughs> this is wrong. It's wrong. <clears throat> but yeah, so you know, I don't know, man. I just I, I don't want to say I expect more because I don't like Dennis, and this season is kind of up and down. But man, this is just. I mean, it's, at, it's at just, least it's not Subrosa. At least it's not Indian Planet. But that's that's. Oh my God, Indian Planet. I think I think Sub Rosa may be worse than Indian Planet. Yeah, I think so. Nah. Sub Rosa is terrible. I'm trying to think. What was the worst episode this season? And I don't even know. Was it Sub Rosa? Yeah, Sub Rosa is it for me. That's that's the worst this season. I think there was one that I felt was worse that I think we reviewed that we were harsher on. Let's see, TNG season seven. <laughs> See, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm going to go through the list. Here we go. Um, Descent 2 was pretty good. Liaisons, Worf, and Troy reluctantly play hosts to uh, ambassadors while Picard crashes a shuttle into another planet. That one's kind of dumb. Um, Interface, Jordy tries to rescue his mom. That one was messed up. Gambit 1 and 2 was cool. Um, Phantasm was pretty bad. Phantasm is data experience of strange dreams all in the enterprise. Oh, wait, masks. We forgot about masks. masks. That's right. Mask was, I forgot that that was the season, but uh, that yeah. was pretty bad. Yeah, masks. I don't, what is, I don't even remember Phantasms. Data experience. That's the one with the birds. Uh-huh. And like he's, and he's making the, the stupid paintings and all that stupid shit. Is it? No, no, no. That's the one with, that one is uh, the first part of the uh, Klingon prison planet. Is it? Um, yeah. That's when he has a dream about the birds. This one is where he's having nightmares. W- were they at DS9 for that episode? Yeah. And uh, Bashir that's helps right. him. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. You're right. They needed some filler for that first episode. Instead of making one great episode, they decided to make a one and a half great episodes. <laughs> I, I tell you what, the the Pegasus was a cool episode with uh, Riker and his former captain. That was a good one. Oh yeah, Pegasus. I love that one. Yeah. Ontario Quinn. Yeah, yep. that was a good one. Subrosa sucks. Lower deck is great. Yep. Um, oh, thine own self was pretty bad. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Because that's the one where he goes down and like he he forgets his memory and he's giving everyone radioactive rocks. Yeah. <laughs> 
poisoning the well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's been some some stinkers. Yeah, some stinkers. Stinky, stinky, stinky. All right. Um, so at least we know one thing. This is the last not good episode of TNG. Yeah, because preemptive strike is killer. Mm-hmm. And all good things, it's good. Brought tear to my eye. It's good. It's my good. friends were leaving. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I want to be back for that episode. Of course, you could. You Ben, you can come back anytime, buddy. You're always welcome here. You can come back next time. Ah, you can come back anytime, buddy. We love you. We love you. It's so nice to be loved. You know? Yeah. So, I've actually started listening to the early Dork Treks. They're really good. They're really I, good. I, I suggest most people, if, if they are listening now, they, they should go back and just yeah. do a, a rewatch. To get back it. when we were really funny. <laughs> well, we're still really funny now, man. Piss off, Dennis. <laughs> I, I like the uh, back when we used to wear the uniforms to record. I, they, have a uniform. I have a uniform on under my sweatshirt, and under that is a gi. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Well, it's cold here, so I had to layer right there, and yeah. I can I can put on my shirt. <laughs> I think I'm, if I come back for the last episode, I'm I'm going to wear my uniform. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to say this episode's just like a five, like ah, whatever, man. It's a show. It, it filled an hour. Bobby fell asleep during it. Hooray! <laughs> I get a feeling you're going to be watching this a lot of your oh, times. Yeah. I'm probably going to turn on DS9 because Bobby's still awake. So. What about you, Dennis? Yeah, it's probably like a five. (laughs) It's not bad, but it's not good. It's just kind of like, what was the point? Exactly. What was the point? Well, see, I I think it was like a five, but then it shoots up to a seven suddenly and then stops 30 million kilometers away (laughs) just for no reason. Um, But it's, you know, what just sucks, though, is because like we have to review an episode that's just an episode. Their performance affects ours because you're a bunch of dicks. Thanks for nothing, Brendan Vega, you son of a bitch. I'd really like to hear somebody who thinks this is a good episode, like their explanation of why they think it's good. I think it's good. I just don't think it's great. Why? It was fun. I I think it it gives you breathing room. Nothing critical was happening. Nobody was time traveling to save their father's life. It wasn't preemptive strike. you, You just needed... I think sometimes what we think of as as just an episode or a bad episode, they have to put those in just to let you catch your breath as the season is going. Kind of decompress. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed that with like with Doctor Who when I'm watching that, you'll have some really heavy episodes, and then you'll have a light episode just so you can be like, oh my god, nobody died this week. Thank like God, the monsters. Yeah, yeah. Like there you go, we got a knight. Somebody dared the writing staff; they couldn't put a guy in a suit of armor in the episode. Like, oh yeah, check this out. You know what? Here's here's why up two. You owe me two sandwiches for lunch. Bam. You know. So, all right. Well, there you go. That's that. That's TNG. Two episodes left, man. That's it. Two episodes left. That's getting sad. It's getting sad. But I'm looking forward to DS9 because I've, like I said, I'm 10 episodes in, so I dig it. I'm, I'm probably going to get through like four tonight because my son will be awake. So, uh, Dennis, it's a pleasure as always. Ben, thank you for joining us and happy belated birthday, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah. And uh, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. So, thank you and goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.